welcome to the 63rd episode of Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Jasmine Best, a mixed media artist. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the Jasmine Best in here. What's up? Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. Before we get started, and I've discussed this on other podcasts, Jazz, I want to give Jasmine a huge shout out because she brought fruit roll-ups <laughs> <laughs> to, to Jacob and I today, and it was a the best surprise ever, and I did not see that coming at all, so bring us treats, people, you know, and that's, I will continue saying that forever, but anyways... <laughs> On to uh, while we're here, uh, Jasmine is an incredible artist, uh, animator, uh, make collages. You work with fabrics too. Yeah, I work heavily in textiles. I think that's what yeah. most people know me for. So, where do you, when you tell people you're an artist, like, what do you tell them that you mainly do? Uh, the easiest way to explain it is just say mixed media artist. Okay, okay. That's the shortest way to say. Yeah, because you do a, a little bit of everything and it's all beautiful. Um, but cool. So let's jump back in time and uh, talk about where this all came from. So you want to tell us uh, how you got started? Uh, <laughs> well, art's always been in my life, yeah. but I didn't take visual art seriously until like later in life. So before everything, like I actually went to like a school of the arts, like in middle school, but I was actually there for vocal. I originally was playing to be like an opera singer. That oh, wow. was like the main thing um, for years. I was like classically trained and everything, what? and I got sick of it. Uh. And so I was like, what's the furthest thing you have from singing? <laughs> and I think the career counselor was like, well, we have some engineering classes. Okay. And I took those and I loved those, so I was in that. Okay. And so that was my plan. I was like, I'm going to be an engineer. I love engineering. It's cool. But then I got to engineering school, didn't like advanced calculus. I was the only person in the whole program that could draw the the, the sketches. What? Or like most people had to use CADWARE programs. Yeah. So oh, like, okay. So, like, uh, for a lot of stuff for teams, so if I'd be in charge of putting together like the visuals for the designs, we'd present it and they'd be like oh what program do you use and i was like a pencil and graph paper like what, what so you, you were doing that by hand yes because that's how i was trained originally um in some of the classes i had taken so that's yeah. what i was doing yeah and um but i think the main starting point was like when i won that film festival while i was in engineering right. school so right. like i went to school at like merce university in like macon georgia it's okay like, just co- like colleges in that town wow like you you want to go somewhere in that area you gotta drive to atlanta yeah so like yeah. i was thinking i was like oh there's like a film festival i'll just enter it no one's gonna enter it it'll be fine and then i get there and i'm seeing like all these amazing <laughs> short films <laughs> mind you i threw together this animation in like a weekend which it was stop motion so that was like it took forever yeah i think at some point i gave up on stop motion just like rigged the puppets to just do regular puppetry <laughs> And so I threw this thing together in a weekend. So after seeing all these amazing stuff, because of course they showed mine last. Yeah. I was just like, well, there's no way I'm winning. Right. It's whatever. Yeah. These people obviously put far more time into this. And then I was allowed to get up to leave. And then they announced that I'm the winner. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? Uh, and I had to like reassess everything I was doing. Because I was like, even as tedious as putting that video together was in a weekend, it was far more fun than anything I'd done in engineering school. Right. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to just leave and figure out what I was going to do. Okay. And so from there, I was like, what am I gonna do? I was like, oh, I've always liked doing animation because even in high school I did like stop motion mm-hmm. stuff, like just for fun with my friends. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll go to art school for animation then. So that yeah. was my game plan. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna go to school for animation. And once I got to art school, uh, I went to UNCG, mm-hmm. 
uh, that's when I really had a change of what type of artist I could be. Okay. I feel like at that time there was a lot of like Tumblr was really popular. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm trying to think of how old I was. I'm, let's see, I'm 26 now. I probably was like early, like earlier 20s than I am now. Yeah. So Tumblr was really popular. So on Tumblr, the kind of artists you see are like illustrators mm-hmm. and animators and concept artists. So that's what I thought were the options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like a very classical like gallery artist, which I had no idea of what that concept was. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go to art school and be one of these three things I've seen on Tumblr before. So right. like I was practicing illustration, like anatomy studies from like Tumblr tutorials and stuff. Yeah. As well awesome. as I'd, I'd been taught like art at the art school I'd gone to. Yeah. Um, Because they want you to be well-rounded, so even though you did vocally, you had to learn art and the other stuff. Like, we had a handbells division. What? Yeah, handbells was its own separate division. It was, like, vocal, dancing, writing, handbells. So you learned how to do handbells. I was terrible at handbells. They, like, (laughs) they kicked me out of there. Um, So I learned some art before that. So I was like, I'm going to go to art school to do that. And then I got to UNCG. Luckily, they, like, showed me that, like, those aren't the only three arts you can do. And I think UNCG was really more of, like, the turning point as far as, like, me as an artist. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to go back to, you said you did stop motion animation stuff in high school. Yes. So, what started that in high school? Um, I think I've just always loved stop motion. Like, my, the earliest memory of me loving stop motion was, like, the Rankin and Bass Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Um, like, the first, like, Rankin and Bass, I think. Yeah. Um, like, it's terrible compared to their other Christmas, like, <laughs> movies. Like, they use, like, an actual, like, dime or nickel for, like, the money in it. It's just bad. Oh, wow. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's just, like, the stuff they play at Christmas time. It's yeah. just a little drummer boy. But, like, I remember my grandma had, like, a VHS tape of it, and I would ask her to play it, like, every time I visited oh, her. Oh, my gosh. And so I guess the tape must have ruined itself. Or Probably something. so. But I've always loved stop motion. Like, I'm a huge stop motion nerd. If there was ever, like, a trivia night for stop motion, like... You would get it. I'm the person you need to invite. <laughs> so, in high school, I think it was just, like, I had a camera. You know, I could... Right. Just, right. I could... You, it's something that's... It's cheap to do. Yeah. And you can make stuff. Like, everything on screen you can make. Or with pixelization, like, I had a video where I used my friends as the puppets. Never do that again. Wow. That was terrible. People are way worse to work with than, than like, puppets. <laughs> I think that's why I'm not, like, more of, like, a performance artist or something, because I can't... Right. Yeah. Objects you can manipulate however you want, but people, they get tired, they yeah, get they're sick. Yeah, they just sitting there and, like... Yeah, uh, I had one girl, she got sick halfway through. I had to, like, replace her with someone else as if she wasn't there to begin with. Oh, my I had to gosh. make it part of the video. Yeah. I had to make her just like I was like you're okay you're gonna sink down out of frame and then she's gonna come back up it's a transformation now wow <laughs> but I remember doing like stuff like that in um actually I think I won some awards in high school for some of those videos like, you did? The, yeah like is the reflections contest still, like a thing that schools do? I don't I don't rem- remember reflections contest it was, like, it was like an art contest they would like do they'd have like a theme every year yeah. I did one where it was like um I did a series of different stop motion techniques or something and they really liked it or something that's insane this is in high school yeah so where did you go to high school like what city um well i went to high school i went to two high schools okay the the main one i spent like all like three years at and then yeah. one like senior different so i i was raised in like north charleston okay so okay. i went to school in north charleston area and then gotcha. the last like year was like in franklin tennessee like right outside of nashville like super oh wow small so you were area. all around yeah, we moved around like a lot. South Carolina, up. Tennessee. Then you oh, went in Georgia for a little bit. Yeah, for, I lived in Florida for a bit. Florida. Too. Oh wow! Like all up and down like the, the East Coast. That's the, amazing. The South. 
So you saw a lot, of, lot of different changes. Yeah, a lot of different changes. Then that's yeah, crazy. The place we stayed the longest was North Charleston. So yeah. that's the place that feels more like home, even though I'm not necessarily born there. Gotcha. Okay, so for people who don't know, can you kind of explain what stop motion is and kind of the how you make stop motion? You know, oh, you take things? like an object or a person and you take a picture of it and then you move it just a little bit and you take another picture and you keep doing that and compile the pictures together until it moves. Right. So if I was doing like 60 frames per second, that means 60 pictures would make one second. Oh my goodness. Now 60 frames per second is like a movie like frame right, rate. Like right. normally I do like a 15 or like a 20, but That yeah. is insane. It's almost like when you use like a, um, um, I guess the notepads and do the stick figure and you kind of mm-hmm. flip through the pages. That's similar to what a stop motion is kind of sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So let's jump. Uh, forward in times to you going coming to UNCG, mm-hmm. and you won the award, and um at uh what college were you? It was at? Mercer. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You won the award there, and you stopped doing engineering. Yes. Cool. So can you tell us about your transition from there to UNCG? Okay. Um. Well, first I left Mercer, which was in Georgia, and I spent like a year in Florida. Okay. Just trying to figure out what I was gonna do. I was taking like random classes. Yeah because in engineering they don't make you take like english and history and stuff so it was a bunch of gen eds i needed anyway so mm-hmm. i was just taking those um i was like working at like a bra shop or something just okay. just, <laughs> just making this just, just just figuring stuff out <laughs> actually that shop was probably one of the best like retail jobs i ever had to be yeah. honest. it was fun um and i was trying to figure out what school i was going to go to and then my my mom got really sick okay and um and pretty much the family had agreed that she needed to come back up to North Carolina because it was just like me and my sister with her. Mm-hmm. I'd moved back in with her and was helping out with my sister and like I was working and doing classes so um, I couldn't fully be there while she was sick so we agreed to like move back up and stay with one of my aunts and because of that I was originally going to go to school in Florida because mm-hmm. I was like there for a year. I was like I'll get in states. So I was yeah. like well now I gotta decide on school in North Carolina then. Okay. And um I just looked at the different art programs around, and UNCG seemed like a good fit. Um, I was curious about their new mean de- like de- design program. Like that's such a vague design. <laughs> like like every time someone asks like, "Oh, what's your BFA?" and I'm like, "New mean design." They're like, "What does that mean?" What is I'm that? Like, I don't even know. like <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's, it's it's a catch-all for like anything. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'll do that program. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I ended up transitioning into that. Um, since I was a transfer. Um, which it seems like all new media and design majors at UNCG's are transfers. I have yet mm-hmm. to see someone from freshman year straight into it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like my entire like graduation class we were all transfers. Yeah. So we trans I transferred in. I like that how UNCG's foundations programs are set up, where okay. you have to kind of take a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and then you submit a portfolio to get into your specification. Oh wow! Okay. So okay. it's okay. like you have to take a little bit of like uh, like sculpture, a little bit of design, a little bit of drawing. And then, like, once you're there for, like, a year or two, or I guess one year if you're, like, a transfer, you create a portfolio and submit it, and hopefully you get into, like, whatever program you wanted, if not, just resubmit. Right. And I was kind of glad for that, because I got, it let me try a few different things out, so I wasn't just stuck in thinking, like, I'm going to do digital animation. I was, like, yes. trying out different, like, yes. Um, I actually took, like, far more drawing classes <laughs> than most new media design majors did, like... A lot of the drawing and printmaking students thought I was like the same majors them until like right. the last semester when they were like, "Where are you at? You're not in our like our um, like our last like that senior class you take a capstone." They're like, "You're yeah. not in the capstone. Where are you at?" And I was like, "I'm not a drawing major." They're like, "What?" 
and they were like what are you talking about? i'm like i just really like to draw so i kept taking those classes they're like okay well wow that i blew them away yeah but if i didn't like if they didn't have it set up like to take the foundations first i probably wouldn't have gone that route to take as many mm-hmm. drawing major i probably took enough to take up to, to like to clear a minor technically yeah, possibly absolutely absolutely so. that's insane so gosh so at uncg and i was i'm a spartan too so i'm i'm i'm, I'm very happy that you went to uncg <laughs> um so i guess how was i mean you explained that you obviously enjoyed the variety of classes but i guess did you find a lot of the i guess the learning there very challenging was it very free or um how, how was the overall experience i don't know if i'd say i mean it's definitely like a lot of work yeah i remember like one finals week i was running on pure like adrenaline because i don't i can't drink caffeine or anything like that so i would been up for like 48 hours and i was like at this critique that was going i was like i have not slept and they were like how are you running i was like i've been eating a lot of twizzlers like that's what was i was running on (laughs) it was like what (laughs) and like so there was like moments like that where you're just staying up late and really working yeah but um as far as like the classes i just feel like the staff's like the really selling point for that program right right because there was so many different teachers that are like all really brilliant yeah and really accommodating to like working with students on an individual level or identifying things like mm-hmm. um like the late um andy Dunnell, um he, he would like take out time to like give you like books of his like he'd just be talking to you in class about something the next day he'd bring like three books and be like oh like let me show you stuff in this book that like correlates to you to, individually like, yeah to like he would do that to anybody in the class wow like you could like i remember i had like some friends who were really into like comics and they were getting a debate about like comics versus contemporary art and how that fits and so he brought some books and they were talking about stuff like he would just yeah. do that at any given point yeah and um like or chris cassidy who like, i've heard that name before yeah god bless chris yes yes i've heard that name <laughs> before. now he's the department head and that's awesome i'm sure that's like a crazy job he has to deal with but yeah. like chris would like really work one-on-one with people like i had like the 3d modeling class where he's like working in like blender like three like i hated working <laughs> blender. blender's the worst but the problem with that class is that everyone's doing their own thing yeah. So the problem one kid's having with rigging, another kid could not be having. Right. So he's sitting with most of the class just being like, you need help with rigging. You need help with particle effects. You need help. Like, it's just so particular, especially when you get into the higher up of the foundations where they're just sort of like, not necessarily do what you want, but they're sort of like, we have parameters, but we'll fix them. Okay. But I literally had a few teachers that they changed the syllabus as we went. Wow. To adapt to the class. That's awesome. That's a really good thing. So were there any, because obviously you were doing so many things in those uh, in those classes, and you did mostly, New Media and Design, you did mostly, uh, I guess, digital stuff? Was that your, kind of your focus? Yeah, I'm, I do a lot of digital painting in, like, Photoshop. Gotcha. I'm not the biggest fan of Illustrator. I feel like yeah. it just depends on which one you learn first. So okay. So Photoshop, I'm team Photoshop all the way. Okay, interesting. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we learned, what, like, After Effects, like, video editing. So we did, like, some video stuff. We did some like interactive sort of installations like we had to learn how to like somewhat learn how to program with a connect if you were doing like a piece where someone would like move and the connect would interact with it right um a lot of like like amy um amy is really big into like print quality so i really learned how to get like nice vibrant color prints like i worked in the printing lab and i'd help people get like their their prints to match what it looked like on the screen yeah and like i'd stick with them until we got it right that's but, crazy you know, just doing a little bit of that i didn't get into working fabric back into my pieces until actually some of those printing classes okay okay 
because we had um because we have like a lot of printing on fabric options here we've got red canary downtown yes we've got spoon flower in like um durham i think it's in durham oh yes yes yeah. we have a friend who actually shoots um for their catalog hmm. actually yeah i get, and their, I get we, their catalog <laughs> yeah, yes and we know the ands who work at red canary downtown mm-hmm. yeah she was on the podcast as well yeah so there's there's yeah. just lots of options to get stuff printed on fabric yeah so absolutely I was taking. I was going through this thing where I was doing a lot of these like abstract designs, and I was getting them printed on fabric, and then making stuff with them in fabric. Yeah, I've always like been able to work with fabric. It's just like something that's been handed down in my family. So that's been something. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. that's something your mom or grandmother. Yeah. Or well, kind of skip my mom generation. They didn't really care as much. Yes. <laughs> um, but my grandma, my great grandmother, like my great grandmother, she was like the one who taught me how to crochet. So like, oh, wow. she was kind of annoyed that she had to be the one teacher. She was like, "There's two other generations that could have taught this child to do this." It's like, yeah, but. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. So it was like something that's just been na- like natural to me. So like my teachers were just like, well, just go with that. Like you know, w- like work with it, keep going. So it went from like printing on fabric to printing on fabric and then manipulating it. To um, I had a like experimental drawing class mm-hmm. with um, Miriam. I'm not sure if anyone's brought up Miriam <laughs> on the podcast. I'm not sure yet. But um, she's she's a fun time. Yes. Uh, she's actually been hosting these cool like talk discussions downtown. Um, like that I've been going to. They've been really interesting. This wow. like this art philosophy thing. Um, that's crazy. But uh, we had an experimental drawing class with her, and it was that's when I really started to kind of bridge some of the digital stuff I was doing and the textile stuff because I was making these drawings, and eventually I was getting to the point where I was like, you know, I could take these drawings, I could make them with fabric yeah it makes more sense so i was kind of combining what i was doing in the digital classes with what i was doing in the drawing classes right and in the drawing classes um Aaron kind of pointed out that i was pulling from a lot of personal stuff mm-hmm. and so i started to kind of focus on like personal stories and memories because that's what i was doing in the drawing class but i wasn't doing that in the digital classes right. as much and so i was kind of just combining them together that's like amazing. after that like that class was probably like the big turning point of my entire uncg Career. Perfect, and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. So, what did you? I mean, I want to jump back. Why did you? Okay, let me get my mind together. So, fabric. Why you like printing on fabric? Is it because it's tangible, or there's or a lot of specificity you can get out of fabric? Okay, there's. When I'm putting a collage together, I'm looking for very specific fabric because you can look at a fabric, you can touch a fabric, you can sometimes even smell a fabric and it brings to mind certain things. Like if I want to convey 80s couch, there's a fabric for that. Wow, yeah. If I want to convey like the carpet of the childhood someone raised in like the 90s, there's a there's a fabric for that. Oh, if wow, there's yeah. t-shirt of someone's ex-boyfriend from the early 2000s, there's <laughs> oh, there's a fabric for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can do anything like the world is just like yeah. full of possibilities with there's, fabric. There's cuz there's it's messes with your eyes, there's a tactileness and then sometimes sometimes the fabric does have a smell. Like I'll go yeah. reconsider good all the time. That place smells like someone's grandma's house. <laughs> So it just it just feels nice to be in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just all a lot of old fabrics, old things, and so it messes with multiple senses. And it there's not just the level of like, oh, this color associates with this. It's the color, the texture, the print. It's everything. How does it look next to this? Because it's like one fabric can mean one thing, and then you put it up with like something else, and it means something completely something different. Completely different. That's insane. I never even thought about that. Now I don't look at everything I have at you know kind of fabric <laughs> and just kind of just look at it and be like, wow. That's crazy. It's <laughs> kind of staring at it, but that's really freaking cool. So going back to the class that kind of changed everything for you. What class was that again? It was like a like a variable topics experimental drawing class. So that is what shifted kind of your whole vision, I guess, to 
kind of what you do now. Yeah, because at that point, I don't think I fully had a um, like a goal in mind when I was making. Like I knew, like I'd be like, oh, I have a project, dude. But I didn't have like things that I was making for myself. Yeah. And there's also sort of I think at the time I was dealing with that pressure of like being a black artist and making like is my art black enough? Is it not black enough? And my oh, teacher, wow. she literally pulled me aside and she's like, a lot of your work is just personal and she's like there's black artists who make very black topics and there's black artists who just make like abstract sculptures and and she was like you don't necessarily have to worry about pushing this message even though like you know you feel like that and I had to kind of step back and think about um like what I'm making who am I making it for um you know and not trying to be like okay I want to create this goal this is what I'm doing versus what I actually wanted to do yeah and then at the same time I gotten into um this artist uh I think it's Tamika Norris okay and she had this piece where she redid um what's her name a Bro- is it Abrakovich is that her name the performance artist who like Abrakovich. is it Abrakovich? that sounds really familiar um, like the perf- see, they're gonna know what I'm talking about. Like the performance artist where she would like sit across from the table from people. She recently got like attacked with by with a painting recently. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look that up after this. But um, I'm not remembering her name right. But she redid a piece of hers where literally the piece is she's combing her hair and she goes like art is beauty, like artist is beauty or artist is beautiful, something like that. Right. And Tamika redoes the piece exactly how she did it. But Tamika's black, so it completely changes the context of the piece. Yeah, the presence of her experience completely changes it because, like, first of all, she can't comb through it. She's starting at the ends first, and then building back, and she's kind of building up higher. And even though she's doing everything exactly as it was done previously, it completely changes it. And so I started to think of the concept of like, if I share my experience, it's going to be a black experience there because i'm black because exactly it's going to be a southern experience it's going to be a feminine experience i don't need to actively try to put that in there i just need to create this experience from my own life and the other things will just be there right right that is perfect and that's why i also read on your website that's why i'm talking about a little bit later um about you kind of manipulating you say guys the black feminine experience Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm gonna hold that off on that for a little bit and kind of get through the rest of school. Um, so I guess going towards graduation, mm-hmm. um, how was that? How was your I guess the rest of your um, life in college? Uh, it was it was really good because after that I think I hit that mark. So I was yeah. thinking more of like okay, pulling from memories and stuff. I think my senior project that was like a Wilmington doll, which was that piece at the, the CBA recently. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. And that was that was interesting because that one was pulling like m- pretty much all of my skill set at yeah. that point. It was like video editing, it was stop motion. I had to like make the costumes. There was fabric in that, um, and that was like something where I really I really honed what I'd learned from that drawing class of like pulling from a memory that has like a personal message that. And that was the first time really I was getting how people would react to stuff because I kept getting a lot of people being like, "Wow, this is powerful," and I was yeah. just like, "What does that mean?" But okay, yeah, what, yeah, what does that and, mean? <laughs> yeah, no, what is, but I kept getting a lot of people, this is powerful, and that people were going to either look at a piece and like try to pull something from their own life to like relate to it, or they've just come away being like, "Oh, I did not think of that before." I had yeah. a piece once that I probably have to revisit it. It was just like something I did in class where it was like I had like white male hands going through like black hair. Okay. And it was just like this long, like eight minute video, like suit, like Miriam was like, it's too abstract. And I was like, I'll have to revisit it someday. But one person in the class, I'm um, a black woman. She was like, this made me so uncomfortable. Oh, wow. And so she immediately was like, this is my experience. A white woman in the class was like, really? I found this relaxing. 
Oh, and then wow. the black man in the class was like, this is fetishizing black hair. So due to the, all three of their different backgrounds, they each, you know, interacted with a completely different and but they pulled from their own but they still there was still something in there that they could relate to and yeah. i was like that's the kind of experience i want to see yeah in the rest of my works that's like that's the that's the goal you're trying to hit is yeah. like these different observations yeah. there's still a commonality the there like they still have the desire to be like okay i see this what in my life relates to this right that is super insane wow um so and that was still in your son college was that like a, a project yeah it was just that, like we were Okay. throwing stuff at the wall <laughs> right right so i guess obviously you had a great experience at uncg um would you have changed anything about how the art department kind of kind of works and i ask that because i think a lot of people who i've interviewed love it they love the art department they've shout out all these teachers that you've had mm-hmm. and all that but i guess the business side is kind of what is opportunities I've I've heard so what, yeah, what do you I think, think Lee Walton's trying to implement more of that okay I know when I went there we had a sort of like a visiting teacher he was kind of we had a like a remote class like yeah. he was in New York and he taught it and it was for the new media design students where it was like more of the business aspects he helped us like sort of plan out our websites and our social medias and we had to put together like a social media schedule and we need to make business cards and like, it was stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it was very, like, new mean design oriented. It was very much with the assumption that we were all going to become graphic designers, which right. was kind of problematic. A lot of us weren't. Some of us were, like, comic designers. Some of us were illustrators. I was none of those things. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of clashing. I do remember that. There was a lot of clashing. A lot of us were like, well, we need this. We need that. Because I think he insisted we, like, make a Twitter. None of us want to make a Twitter. I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, why don't, like, the people who do video make a Vimeo? Why don't the people who are, like, illustrators make a Tumblr? Like, there should have been some differences that I think if he had been actually in the building, he yes. would have accommodated. Right. Um, but I, as far as I know, I don't think there's a class like that for, like, the painting students or the ceramic students or you know something like that yeah that i think is really needed yeah because i know like even something as simple as like photographing your work for the ceramics so we'd have days where we'd help people photograph their work but what about when they leave you know some ceramics yeah. people they don't know how to photograph the work and then edit in photoshop to present it yeah or i was talking to someone recently um about like a job for like an artist and i was like well send me your stuff and i'll send it to them and they were like Oh, I don't really have a portfolio. I have my Instagram. And I was like, well, don't you have a website or something? Because, yeah. like, scrolling through Instagram takes a while. If I want to just see your example of this kind of work, I want to find it. Exactly. There's a lot of, like, that that doesn't exist for a lot of the painting majors or something like that. Yeah. And I know Lee Walton's been asking around. Like, I've heard that he's been trying to investigate maybe setting up a class. I don't know. Me and, yes. Um, but I'd say that would be an issue. And then another thing I would say is for the New Mean Design program, I know they're working on trying to get illustration animation its own separate thing because right now it's just it's underneath that bracket and you mean mm-hmm. designs like everything it's illustration it's like video editing it's contemporary installation it's just a lot of stuff yes and i feel like if they successfully break illustration animation away it will solve a lot of problems for kids who came into the program wanting more of a commercial experience uncg is very like post 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 modern yes and some kids come in just wanting to make you know illustrations and they want to be the next like i don't know like bobby chu or something yeah um or jake parker and that's not uncg so if there was a specific program for that i think that would accommodate those those students absolutely and it's so crazy because 
a lot of photographers had this problem, I think, where you mentioned that Instagram being their only means of like a, a portfolio of how important a website is. And that's coming from UNCG, like a lot of people I know don't have websites. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it's crazy to me how many people don't have websites. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, your Instagram should be on fire. Like it should look perfect. Yeah. But if I need to find, like, let's say you're a painter and you've got abstracts, you've got figuratives. If I just want to look examples of your figuratives, I don't need to scroll yeah. past months of content yeah. to find it. I should just be able to be able to click. Oh, there it's it like, is. There's a website. Oh, it's great. That was very easy for so me. So easy to find it. You know, it's yeah. crazy. If I just want to know, like, oh, you're you're gonna have something in an event soon. I don't need to scroll through. And be like, does that look like an event post? Yeah, thing? let me or click it. Did I miss it in a story <laughs> or something? Yeah. I need to be able to find it. Exactly. And you know, I guess I could. You can't necessarily always blame the new the college, you know, uh, predominantly. But like, I think that should be such a class a class taught to teach you how to make, um, I guess, a design uh, portfolio or a resume or you know yeah, how to I make something like that. I had that class for new mean design, but again, it was it was flawed and it was only in that department and it right. was just like a temporary class. Yeah. I think there should be something in there that accommodates for the different parts of art because there's so many different angles, like. Maybe someone in like the paint department wants more of like a they're gonna be applying to galleries and museums. That's a completely different networking mm-hmm. than the person who wants to be a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah. And That's I don't even know what ceramics peoples do, but I assume like it's just as like different. Yeah, I think if, uh, we've talked to one or two on here, and there was this like we kind of just went out there and figured it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but which is great, you know. But I mean, it definitely could be a tweak to the to the university. So hopefully that happens very soon. I'm sure your teachers were trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, my so, teachers at least they were very like willing to help me out after I graduated right and usually I guess if you reach out to most professors they're going to be like yeah this, here's how you should do this yeah you know which I guess that kind of relies on the the student to really do that to reach out but I mean this is a whole different conversation right there um but cool so going to graduation you graduate obviously you did um all your stuff so how did you figure it out after you graduated what was what the was that after like? graduate was I had a job already lined up. Okay, so perfect. I started an internship with VF Corporation, specifically working for like Lee and Wrangler jeans. Perfect. That um, started like the summer before my last semester. Okay. And so I'd been working there, and I think like a few months before I graduated, they were, they just came to me and they were like, "Hey, we like we're really interested in bringing you on full time. Would you be interested?" And I was just like, "Yeah, totally. Of I, course. I love it here. This is great." Yeah. And so I already had that job lined up. Um, which my job didn't even exist at the time. <laughs> they had to make it exist. Because um, as I was working there as an intern, I sort of made my position exist. Yeah. Um, so awesome. so it was like they had to kind of make my job exist, and then they brought me on full time. And I've yeah. been there since. And it kind of took like a year or so of like off from like really focusing on my art practice at that point. I was making, but I wasn't making at like a rate that I'm making now. And I wasn't right. sharing work. Oh, like, wow. At all. I didn't really start sharing work to like the last like year and a half ish, maybe yeah. two years. I don't know. Is there a reason why? I just wasn't focused on. It. I was working on work, and then the thing that started me sharing. This is kind of embarrassing. The thing that started me sharing was a breakup. Actually, oh, I had a breakup, and okay. then I had a lot of free time where I wasn't <laughs> <Okay>. like. <laughs> cooking and cleaning for this man child oh and call them out 
he's like, yes he's not gonna listen to this <laughs> um and so i was just like you know what like i should start submitting and so i started small absolutely and i was just like okay i want to keep like sending stuff to shows and it just started going well and i was just like i should have been doing this this whole time yes like, yes <laughs> that's, that's how i feel that's insane so i want to jump back a little bit to internship so how was your internship experience and that was just that's, that's kind of crucial being in the art world it's not necessary but it's good to have internships for obvious reasons you getting a job right after um college so was your experience there pretty good as an intern yeah as an intern they were really accommodating to my schedule because i was worried because um i didn't know like what they're not open on the weekends that's like my ideal time to be interning mm-hmm. so like for the summer i was working there like three days a week i still had my, my job at sears which like i immediately quit as soon as i could <laughs> like this my last semester i was like i'm gonna work in the lab and i'm gonna take this internship and i'm gonna quit sears so i was still working at sears yes. like, three days a week and I was, or two days a week or something like that and then i was working there three days a week and then when school started back up i was like oh no like my days are gone. I can only work like a Friday. And yeah. so I came to them. I was like, I can't work except for Friday. And they were like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Like, At BF. Yeah. They were okay. like, school's more important. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. That's and perfect. like, I got really sick like my last semester. Like I uh-huh. couldn't talk. I was using like my iPad Pro to write messages out for oh, people and stuff. Wow. And like, I was so worried. I was like, oh, I can't. I'm like, I tried to show up and they were like, you're sick. Go home. Don't come in yes. here being sick. You're exactly. gonna get the rest of us sick. I ne- I've worked retail like oh, so much, so I'd never heard someone be like, "You're sick. Go home." Wow. And so they were like, you know what? They were like, just come back for New Year's. Like graduate, have fun with your family, come back New Year's, and we'll sort stuff out. Like they're no so way. accommodating. That is awesome. That's crazy. So obviously, you go and they offer your position. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they I got the internship in the first place was because of UNCG. Right. Someone who worked there had. Um, they needed someone they con they had taken a class at uncg um and they contacted amy and then amy was just like oh well jasmine knows about sewing i'll in fabric and clothes I'll, yeah i'll send her or something right so you were actually like physically working on Mm-mm. well in class i was but in, at the internship at the internship no okay at the internship i work completely virtual i work with virtual clothes gotcha yeah wow so but that, but at the time we didn't know what the, what the thing was she just saw like vf she knew that meant jeans so she was like i'm gonna send jasmine this internship perfect and see what happens and i got there and they were like yeah we work virtually and i was like i didn't even know this job existed yeah what do you mean we, were, we work virtually like, yeah so i didn't even know that existed when yeah. i was in art school and then I, w- I ended up in a job i that didn't even probably exist when i started school yeah absolutely so. incredible it's crazy how things like that can change really quickly so okay going back so you got a job offer you started there and were you still kind of doing your own thing on the side yeah. or you started sharing more work and sending it off to galleries you said yeah i was sending off to i was putting it in like open call shows stuff yeah. like that i started like kind of small here in greensboro and then i sent stuff to like wilmington and raleigh and then like one of the raleigh shows ended up to the cam show right so kind of explain to us and maybe some artists kind of wonder how you get your shows into these different exhibits and galleries how does that work are you like doing a submission process or application process how are you getting your work sent out well there's i usually just follow a lot of like galleries and museums and okay. like art collectives on yeah. like facebook and instagram a lot of them will have like open calls i know like mm-hmm. the Vey they had like a bunch of open stuff for like submitting show ideas mm-hmm. um but like open calls are always being posted That's, i'm on, like a tons of email list yeah I'll even like tell my friends like I'll be like hey did you see this or this like I was 
I saw like something for like a black and white shirt, and I was like messaging all my friends I knew who did black and white. I'm like, did you did you submit to this? I'm making sure you submitted this. I'm checking on you. Yes. So it's it's just get like follow every museum or gallery or art collective you can on like Instagram or Facebook. Get on the email list if they have like a membership. Sign up, you know, so that because yeah. they'll they'll tell you when they're accepting stuff, and then you know you can always send stuff to them before that. But I, I usually just kind of see what's absolutely. Going on. Wow, and you say you got in the cam. Yeah, I'm working on a show for Cam right now. Wow, so you probably can't talk much about that, but or can you? I don't know. Yeah, okay. No, <laughs> don't don't. No, no, no. Um, yeah, as of right now, it doesn't even have a title. Right. Um, officially. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess you hit them up with the idea, and they just okayed it. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they contacted me. They'd seen like two of my pieces in right. like a show in Raleigh. Uh, right. The cur- the curation director contacted me and. Um, he was like, can we set up like a show or something like that? And I was like, yeah. And then I had a studio visit, which was like, went super well. I showed him like all the ideas I had for it. Um, and he was like, yeah, he's like, we're probably going to talk more about the logistics of it. Cause I had this big, like grand installation. <laughs> I didn't thought so much about how that's the thing. When I make work, I don't think of how it gets installed. I don't, I don't oh, think of that yeah. until I have to actually install it. So he yeah. was thinking like, okay, the actual logistics of this, the lighting, a lot of this, we yeah. actually have to talk about. Cause I've. I've done that before. Even something as simple as a collage, how it hangs on the wall. I've had a piece, I've redone how it needs to hang on the wall like three times. Oh my god! Because it varies from show to show. I had one show where they're like, you can use two pins. One show was like, you can only use one nail and it has to be hidden. It's like... It's like, what? I think of that when I make this. Yeah, so you got this piece and you're just like, one nail? Okay. Like, what? Anyway, <laughs> I've changed how some several of my collages have been hung like several times. Like, it's ridiculous. So I... Right. But it's, it's... What I like about working with Cam is they've been very good about being like, okay... Like, you have this idea, cool, this is a crazy idea, let's do it, but actually, like, we should actually look into logistics of how it works, Right. but we'll have a team that will help you figure that out. Right. I was like, cool. Um, but I've, I've, it's been really exciting working um, yeah. with, with them and um, setting stuff up, and I'm really excited about the putting work in that space. Yes. Camp. Cam is such a... I hadn't been there before until, re- like... Um, like earlier this year and it's just such an amazing space i think when i was there it was like the margaret boland show was there yeah it was like yeah. crazy but yeah. i'm gonna be in like one of the downstairs rooms that's still cool though and where is the camp for people who don't know it's in downtown raleigh gotcha um, yes I'm exactly. think of like landmarks it's not far from like the new train station right right it's a and i've been i think i can't remember i've been in there. i know where it is yeah. i don't know if i've been there before but that is it's in like where all that construction that was happening is going on right and like now right. they're like the, re- the the construction's like receded to another part of downtown raleigh <laughs> of course so it's, now it's always safe to going go. somewhere <laughs> that's cool and that's a humongous accomplishment can you tell us the date of the show maybe uh, I believe the opening is February 2nd. Cool. So it's next. Yeah, it'll be spring. So it'll go from February 2nd to, I believe, like June 6th, I want to say. Wow, that's again. a long time. So it's like the spring. Which is, that's, it's just pretty normal for it to be that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they months. do it for each season. Like, yeah. their fall, they have like a fall show opening up like next week. Absolutely. Wow, that is interesting. So you got that. And are you still currently working VF? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm still working. I mean... I don't know if everyone's heard in the news, but yeah. like there's this big split. So I'm working for Lee and Wrangler. It's still VF for right now. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we. I think I heard that news. I have a couple of friends who work there. Of course, you know we have some mutuals, mm-hmm. and that was some pretty crazy news. So that would be interesting. But that's a completely different topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I want to talk about um, just more of your personal work. You know, you're saying you're manipulating these. Um, um, you said the the black feminine experience. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Well, as I was saying before, like I believe like my presence as the artist, though this isn't true for everyone. Like the right. artist being there doesn't necessarily make it. I mean, what the, uh, like that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Especially when you get into black art, like what is black like, art? Like what is it? it a yeah. completely different topic right completely there. Completely different discussion. Super interesting discussion, but um, it's just creating this platform for this voice that's not about because I mean, like a lot of times if you like think of like popular contemporary art, like black southern feminine voice a lot of people will think like kara walker but kara walker's not even from the south yeah absolutely um, so i mean i know she moved here as like a teen but like does right that count? it's like you weren't really like born and bred you know what i'm saying yeah i'm not gonna call out kara walker though so um, yeah don't, please don't do that in the podcast yeah i'm not gonna start with, like, <laughs> i don't think she cares um <laughs> but uh it's more of just sharing my experience is that and kind of picking apart because i'm actually interested in sort of like my peers like seeing the differences because even something like uh like ashley johnson she's you know a black woman from the south she has a different experience for me and her work completely different from mine absolutely um i had a peer at uncg uh, quinn hunter i think she's in um graduate school right now like black southern like feminine artist works completely different from just seeing the difference of that yeah but it's just like focusing on things specific to a southern identity because there's certain things about a black american identity that are going to be unifying but there's something specific about the south yes that's very different and focusing on i just like to break down memories specifically because memories are malleable yeah memories are like like a landscape painting you draw and like there's a tree that just hits behind a tree like a tangent and you move that tree a little bit to make it a, a stronger drawing yeah that's memories for art for me right and through sharing it it's like there's certain iconic things about the south that people can can cling to in a piece but then there's the other stuff that's not as known so like there's something in the south that like a southern can seem like i got that there's something in there for like a black person like i got that something for a black woman you can get that but i'm more like i feel like there's not enough black feminine southern art okay on like a large scale right i think i have a friend of mine saying that there's actually like a real need for this kind of work absolutely and i don't know if like that's fully like i don't think that was why i thought of when i first started but doing it now it just it's like the only thing i really can do right now i'm not right. like how my work's going to shift in the future mm-hmm. but for right now i I'm just kind of pulling from what I know. Right. And I'm trying to think back to things that I'm unpacking now as an adult. Gotcha. From like, a, I'm focused a lot on like a Southern childhood. There's a lot of stuff from my childhood I'm unpacking. Like Wilmington doll, that was like, there was no black dolls in the Wilmington area. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I had, I had all, I had pretty much only black dolls, but my mom had to hunt them Kinda down. Hunt them down, yes. I know or how that goes. A Saturday Night Ritual, that one's about like every like Saturday night, like getting my hair braided, like sitting, like between, like that's something that's very like universally black, but like I think the fabrics I picked for that piece are very southern. Right. Right. Oh, so I, I don't know where I'm going. You're good. You're <laughs> good. No, and that's all really, that's all, that's, that's all amazing. So you're literally taking like from your absolute personal experiences. So would you say. Are you taking any inspirations from maybe family members or friends' experiences too, and I'm kind of putting them in like your maternal own? figures are like a huge thing in my work. Not right. to say like the men in my life have yeah. been like important, right? But it's just I, don't know, I feel like most of my families are very like matriarchal. Yeah. So as as well as women live longer, so that's yeah. like my great grandma. My great grandma lived to be like 104, so she was like old my entire life, but she was there my entire life 
and like my other great grandma she was like 96 when she died like these are like women that have just been in my life and i've seen them making things my entire life that was another reason i went into working with fabric is bringing this like domestic art into a different context right because when they were making stuff they were making stuff for like oh you know this would look nice in the house or like you know my daughter needs a prom dress they weren't like let's like unpack the like like this concept or whatever you know like i think and i feel like when i'm making i feel close to them but i feel like i'm sharing them with someone else yeah like i'm when i'm sewing because i do a lot of hand sewing i, I will do it as a machine but i prefer to hand sew I feel like I'm taking things that I've learned from them or something that's a part of them that's part of me that was like in me somewhere and I'm sharing it with them so that even though like they're gone, um, they're, people are seeing them through how I see them. Right. So not necessarily as they were, but in a complete different context, I'm removing the quilt from the Southern home on the coast to, Absolutely. to a like a gray box pretty much. I mean, that's most galleries. It's like a white yeah. gray box. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. So are you still looking for the, are you still getting these observations from different kinds of people still? Or are you kind of just you know, putting it out there yourself without really asking anyone else what they think? Yeah, I mean, people usually come up to tell me what they think. The, like you said, the yeah, powerful I thing from yeah, earlier. I don't, I don't usually go around asking for, I mean, I do love critique. That's usually more of like a, like before it's finished, like going to my peers, like, what do you think? Do I need to change? Is this, does this read well? But, I mean, people come up to me and they'll be like, oh, this is really powerful. Or, like, I hadn't really thought of this this way. Or, um, you know, something like that. I do worry about it sometimes. Um, sometimes I'm not sure if it's really hitting sometimes. Like, I'll mm -hmm. get tight cases where, because a lot of these galleries, it's a lot of, like, older white women. And they'll come up to me. Exactly. And they'll just be like, oh, you know, like, I think one time, like, one woman came up. And she after she'd seen, like, a Wilmington doll. And she was just like yeah things haven't really changed much since the 60s we think we're so and i was it felt more of like a like an observation less of an observation more of a just sort of like a pat himself on the back for getting that yeah and that's where i get sort of like concern gotcha um as far but i mean that's just kind of the nature of this world right and that's of the that, contemporary art world i guess so that yeah with collectors and stuff like that and that's like that's everywhere it's like you get those people who are just like okay cool i guess that's yeah he's like what thank you for that yeah. like sometimes i worry people come up to it and they're just like black art okay got it yeah Move on. moving on to the next piece and it's like why well for one yes but like for enough like why dismiss it like why be like black art got it that's the message always exactly like not, why no, dismiss it's... that black art should be like a label not like a dismissive like oh yeah whatever like yeah it, like or like oh i'm just i'm not gonna buy this too black for my home or something which is like, ridiculous some, you know something like that like i mean I, they don't think they actively think that i think it's like a subconscious yeah it's thing. like i don't really connect with this i don't screw it you know and it's just mm -hmm. like no you should really look and analyze you know what's really going on so when you're making these pieces do you ever hit any roadblocks like when you're kind of making it you're just like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do like how i'm gonna complete this whatever not so much that i'm a person who makes a lot of rough drafts okay gotcha. <laughs> so gotcha. i never have an issue where i'm just like this isn't right i'm getting flushed it's more of like this isn't right i need to do this again mm -hmm. so even before like i will do like so many sketches in a sketchbook and then i'll move from the sketchbooks to like a small rough draft to a small rough draft to like a okay. full-size rough so draft these, okay. and the full-size rough draft to like 
part of the final piece to like wow so it takes me a long time usually um yeah. if i have a deadline though i will skip some you of skip steps, you like skip but, the rough draft <laughs> Go ahead but i out. usually will rough draft a lot of stuff out Where, with the textile pieces i can piece out the rough draft like a lot of times i will paint like something in full scale or i'll do it digitally and then project it and then i can piece I can remove pieces as I need to go if it's not right. Yeah. Um, but I don't hit full roadblocks that I don't. I don't get frustrated at least. I'll hit roadblocks, but I don't get frustrated. I know like I can figure out a way to like make it work. Right. What techniques are you using or things are you using to kind of get over those? You know those roadblocks. Lots of drawing. Yeah. Okay. You kind of um, do you like put it away and like okay just focus on something else for a little bit or do you just kind of. Uh, just... There's times where I will step away from something. I've recently. Yeah. Um, I can say this about the cam show. Um, uh, I was like making like a table out of fabric, mm-hmm. and the table wasn't standing, at all. I was getting real frustrated. I'd worked all day on the table, it already put so much together. Because even if I was gonna fix it, I'd have to take it apart. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm gonna have to step away from this table, and come back and try to figure something else out. And I, I did. I just stepped away. Um, I think it was like late at night too anyway so I was like I'm just gonna go to bed wake up in the morning and like I had an answer I had like a way to solve it I took it apart like I knew I was gonna have to I took it like half of it apart right fixed it standing wow easy enough yeah I probably That's wouldn't sweet. have had that issue if I had done more sketches of that I didn't do as many sketches <laughs> of the table your process as I as I usually do so yes. I was just like it'll be fine and so yeah so. yes that's awesome so also in your pieces I'm seeing a lot of different kind of colors um are these also are there is there any particular reason for these colors or are they kind of just yeah the ironic thing about me is i wear like all black but okay. my work's like highly saturated bright colors exactly that's almost it's like i'm trying to figure out if this is like a these are personal experiences with you or do you see these in a kind of different light or you, you say you manipulate them yeah. right so is that part of that or yeah that's well some of the ones where it's like the designs i make myself mm-hmm. a lot of that is like trying to distort it from what it originally was okay gotcha. um but as gotcha. far as like the closets where i'm like finding stuff mm-hmm. that's more of i need it to read well so if it's too like desaturated on desaturated or like the colors are too similar it doesn't quite read well from a distance right i think i had one time i showed someone like a piece and i was like what is this i was like what do you think of it she's like that's a great tree and i was like that's not a tree so i've got to redo something uh, and so i had to rethink how the colors worked i had too many browns next to each other yeah so like if i have very bright colors next to each other you know what is what (laughs) right that's insane so when you're making these pieces do you have any maybe art inspirations or any inspirations that surround you in your world that are kind of driving you to do this do these pieces I mean, I feel like you pull from everything. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it'll be something like I saw once that I pulled in. Like, I'll be like, "Oh, is that a moth on a flag? Let me take a picture of that." Or, you know, I go to. I love going to museums. Like, I just went to a museum in Austin, blown Ooh. away by like, the collection they had. Yes. Just oh, they had like some Romare beard, and I was like, North Carolina represent. Like, Ooh. yes, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, like, there's, there's stuff like that that I'll pull from, but. Um, I mean, there's just so much you can pull from life as well as, like, looking at past artists and, like, right. really studying what they're doing right. as well as just things from life. Like, there's things from, like, my life I'll pull the imagery from. Exactly. Exactly. So, you find yourself... I mean, obviously, you probably have other artists that you really enjoy, but you you pull, you pull most of your, um, your things just from things around you. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Are there any artists yeah, I'm that... Sure, like, I could probably go down like a long list oh, absolutely. of artists, but absolutely. Like, like like I mentioned to make an artist, I just 
like what Romare Bearden, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many. There's so many great artists. Yeah. I just love going to like an art museum and just yes. taking it all in. It's in this, and there's always somewhere. That's why I love artists. Came back from um, Washington D.C. from the all those museums, and it's 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 amazing. I love museums. There's such a wonderful thing, and I'm happy you you know you're involved in kind of that scene. I can't wait for your show at Cam. I'm definitely going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be wonderful. Um, so, out of all those mediums, I mean, you're doing obviously mixed medium, whatever, and collages and animations, all that kind of stuff. So, what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I think I don't really have a favorite. I think my favorite is when I can use all of them. Yeah. I think that's like the ideal is if I can start something like uh, my fabric collages, even though like that's very tactile, I'll start off like digitally designing it or I'll have to make some. If I can't find a fabric, I'll make it. So I'm going to design the pattern myself digitally. Oh, wow. In, in Photoshop and like actually now we have like iPad Pro. So I'll like start off in Procreate. Yes. Then like bring in photoshop fix it up get it sent out to spoonflower print it then that goes in the collage like i think uh my work like would you be pretty that one it was like i had two very distinct like magnolia like patterns i had to design right and so like that was like digital but then i brought into traditional any project where i can work digitally and traditionally at the same time is perfect for me yeah like i had a stop motion i did where i i hand drew everything in like a digital uh like hand-drawn software printed it all out like inked it by hand on a light box and then traced that onto like like a watercolor paper cut that out so that each frame was an actual puppet made out of paper from the digital like that's like if i can work back and forth between a digital media and a a traditional tangible media that's that's ideal awesome so i guess it's yeah so all of it is is your favorite yeah i don't think i could if i had to like pick one that would be really really hard really hard yeah. to do yeah i might be able to get it down no i can't get it down to two never mind <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because you make this all sound so easy i'm sitting oh, here no. like my pieces take forever right it's taking a perfectly long time but i mean it looks That's so i was so good. nervous about the cam show they were like yeah we we have a show for this time and i was like that would be the time for me to get like one small piece done. it's like okay i guess i can do that by february yeah. So I'm sure you're working around the clock these oh, days. My my goal is to get it done by December so I can make tweaks oh, yeah. in January. It has to be installed in January. So yeah. that's the that's the ideal. And I've been working my butt off. Oh, I'm sure your days are long. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm happy you came here and made some time for us no, in this case. It's fine. It's just me in the studio, my dog like crying at me. He hates when I'm productive. It's he like... can't stand it. <laughs> he's the he's like the most unsupportive dog. Yeah. It's like you should, you should, you should be happy for me, dog. He hates he's it. He's like, <laughs> take me out. <laughs> he doesn't even need to go out. He hates it. Like I bought like a couch for him to lay on down in the studio. He hates the couch. He will specifically lay on the cold floor in front of it. Oh my gosh. Dogs or he'll lay on like the pile of fabric scraps that I have building next to me because I'm cutting stuff out. It's like, dog. I guess you can lay on that. Fine, but whatever. <laughs> I bought you a couch. Yeah. That's awesome. So I guess. You know, at the end of it all, what do you have like an end goal or kind of aim, like dream job that you would like to? I think hit? I just have smaller dreams. Yeah. Like yeah. I think at the beginning of this year, I think my dream, my goal was like I want to have like a solo show in like two years, and then that happened then this the, year. So it, I was like, it, yeah, in a huge way too. Or um, like I, I want to eventually go to grad school. Like that's <laughs> like a, a goal. Um, maybe curate like my own show or something. Like yeah. a show with like, of like 
contemporaries with me and stuff i don't you know something like that like just smaller goals like that yeah um i'm trying to get more involved as far as like selling prints of my work i think that's like a goal right now it's like oh i gosh. do have prints but i don't promote them <laughs> oh my gosh jasmine come on i and will buy some prints so that's that's why i've been like sort of low-key stalking ashley johnson because like her prints and her oh promotion gosh. and her packaging is all fire Absolutely and so i've been trying phenomenal. to figure out like you know what i should start doing that stuff because i have prints yes. i have prints that i don't promote i don't try to really sell them all that much and so I'm, that's like a small goal. like i have yeah. just like small goals and they change that's good i think it's good to have, you know different artists have different you know types of goals but small goals are so important you know because they obviously they all build up to you know a, a bigger awesome goal um but yes please put your prints up somewhere i love print look at this room me and jacob love prints we have prints all over um but yeah that's amazing um can you give us maybe some advice to some up and comings artists um don't get stuck with like a mindset of what you think an artist is i yeah. did that and i thought like oh there's only like three kinds of artists that you know are jobs right now and that's not like right now my day job is a job i didn't even know existed <laughs> yeah that's like, crazy don't get an idea of like what you think an artist is or a designer is and if there's something you want to do like create that mm -hmm. like just do that as well yeah. as if you've got a lot of voices saying like don't go don't go for that whether that be like family or people you thought were looking out for you you're gonna have they're not the ones like who are gonna have to live in that yeah absolutely you live by your own means yeah yeah Luckily, i had family that support me. i don't want people to think that's not the case i'm just going yeah. based off people i know and i i think that's important that young people know that right <laughs> i think is the coolest thing about this interview with you is that getting that that job you had no clue you were gonna get like just getting taking an internship doing such a great oh, and job I quit Sears before I knew right so. right exactly I was like, I'm out he's like I'm out of here I'm taking the internship. internship I'm done with this and that's what you have to do and that's what people and that's what can there are myself. risks there are risks involved exactly exactly and people don't want to take those risks and you know in the art world I mean if you don't know someone you're gonna take some risks. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. And so I'm, I'm happy that's working out for you. Um, your show to, at the Cam next spring, mm -hmm. um, February. Um, definitely hit that up. We'll definitely post some information about that when it gets closer to the time on the free pizza page. Because um, we're still, I'm definitely gonna be there. Jacob's coming with me. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Um, but yeah, so where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, I have a website. It's jasminebest.com. Uh, best is my last name. It's yes. not me thinking I have the best art. I know yes. it sounds so arrogant. It's definitely best art. Um, and then my Instagram <laughs> is Jasmine Best Arts um, on Instagram. Yes, that's where I'm most active. I post like every day except for Sundays. Yes, and I saw you on a story fixing a plant the other the other the other day. Yeah, I'm making a lot of fabric <laughs> plants right now. They yeah, are, I have like a jungle right now in my studio. It's that's great. so. I mean, it's so great in there. It's, it's great <laughs> yes and she's gonna post some prints right yes i'll be promoting my prints yes soon. i mean i have the the shop is up it's on my there's okay. a website link to my shop okay. just the pictures are of the prints are terrible i need to read she's that. gonna get some new pictures of these prints <laughs> so she can she can sell them probably to me first because i'm gonna look right after this interview but cool so thank you so much for coming thank you for this having is amazing this is follow great. jasmine and support her She's great. She brought fruit roll-ups. Like I said before, guys, you should bring treats to the interview. 
bring vegan treats yeah, and she I didn't did not, know i didn't know about the vegan i'm not treats. i'm not saying this call you out because you definitely didn't know but bring vegan treats for jacob because he's on the plant-based diet all treats are accepted all treats are zep- oh, absolutely i'm gonna kill these fruit roll-ups <laughs> but anyways guys please follow us on everything we're on twitter and facebook and instagram and all the things and follow jasmine we're gonna tag her uh stuff in the post um but yeah thank you for listening and see you next time bye